0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen. If you would like to support God TV Radio, you can support us by buying our music, our art, our T-shirts, as well as our books. You can also support us with a one-time donation through PayPal. All links are in the description. If you have access to Spotify, you can listen to my radio station in your car, on your stereo, on your computer, anything that has internet access. God bless. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keene from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day today i'm going to be responding to a fellow by the name of erasmus there you go right there hopefully i pronounced his name properly i'm terrible with names let's go ahead and like up the video Uh, i'm gonna go ahead and save his video to youtubers worthwhile make sure you subscribe to the person leave nice comments and also make sure you rate I always try to rate people's videos when I'm doing my thing. Also, uh, let me make sure my audio is working here. Uh, Erasmus, if you don't mind me suggesting this, it'd probably be best, you are more than welcome to put in the title, God TV Radio, but you should put 100 questions for Brett Keen of God TV Radio Show or something like that. You'll get more views by putting my name in your video. Just ask all my haters out there to do it all the time. Get some plenty of views. <clears throat> <laughs> all right, let's see what we got here. Pause if you want to read. This is how this video works. Every six seconds, the video will move on to another question. You can obviously speed up or slow down this video in the video settings if you wish. In the description, there will be 100 numbered lists that is blank. You can copy and paste this into your comments and fill in the questions as they appear on the screen. If you would like to pass on any of the questions, simply write pass in the empty field so I know you didn't just forget. If you would like, you can make your own video responding to these questions. I'm curious to see what your responses to these questions are going to be. Good luck. This is actually pretty exciting for me. I don't normally get uh, Christians, or anybody for that matter, asking me any kind of actual questions, at least for the last couple of years. Um, usually when people come onto my show, they're, they've got their own set, of ideas they want to talk about that has nothing to do with what's going on with my YouTube channel. Of course, some of the people I have in my room, they don't even have a YouTube account because they're ignorant and they get themselves banned. So I don't suspect they're able to even get a notification when I post a video. So this is cool. There's 100 questions. I have not watched the video. I have no idea what the questions are going to be. So I'm going to just answer this right off the queue. There's no scripts, no nothing as usual. I don't have no use for it, and I'm too lazy to write things down unless I'm writing a book. Here we go. Hopefully he doesn't have music playing through the whole deal. okay, he does. Hello, how are you doing today? Well, I've got a little bit of allergies. I've been sniffling, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling a little rough. My wife just got home from work, and uh, I'm doing my thing. Why did you start doing YouTube? I originally started out doing chat rooms, whenever I was taking care of my baby daughter. Whenever she was just a little tiny baby, just taking care of her and being a stay-home dad, and uh, doing... Some different work for uh, clients having to do with web design. I was also working on um, some other material. I don't want to share too much personal on that matter because uh, anything I've shared of employment or things I've done that have to do with the Internet, I usually have atheists or some angry religious people try to screw that up for me. So hopefully you understand Um, as far as starting YouTube, I originally started out in chat rooms and, um, I like talking to people like yourself. I like asking questions and, uh, finding out why people think the way they do. I, um, I also love it whenever you're dealing with people who haven't put a whole lot of thought into their position or the, their way of life. And you're able to ask things that make them scratch their head or think, or, Uh, open their mind to different avenues so I was told by people in chat rooms uh, Brett you've got a really cool voice and uh, have you ever thought about doing YouTube I came to YouTube I noticed at the time uh, YouTube was owned by an actual independent company it was before Google bought it and I thought that YouTube sucked to be honest with you, uh, it was mostly videos about cat videos and people acting stupid like clowns in order to pick up viewership on the internet. I um, I didn't really see that there was any real point, but I promised people I'd give it a shot. I ended up making my first video called Science vs. Religion, and uh, I ended up with like 5,000 subscribers in less than two weeks. Um... Because of that, I felt like there was a lot of people. I actually thought it would make my chat rooms bigger. I already had hundreds of people coming into my chat rooms, even before I did YouTube, who liked having discussions, and they enjoyed hearing my voice. And uh, also people came in to debate me and argue with me. I was an atheist back then. But when I made my first video, I was like one of the few atheists that were actually using YouTube and social media This is back before Twitter even existed, back before, during the time of AOL. And uh, yeah, so 5,000 subs, I ended up making more videos, and I blew up to about 10,000 subs, and um, kept on doing it ever since. Been doing it off and on for almost 20 years. And, uh, I, to be honest with you, is more just about talking to people and hanging out with folks. They used to have a feature called, uh, <clears throat> video responses where you would have been able to post your video directly to my video and it would have appeared under it. People would have seen the thumbnail and, uh, you would have got more attention that way. And, uh, basically, I, for the longest time, I've used YouTube as kind of a, uh, I like a therapy to vent and also talk about my different views and things that I feel about the world. And that's one of the reasons why I started and kept on going. All right, let's see what else we got. Let's see what we got. Okay. Do you believe we are living in a simulation? Um, I believe that's very possible. I believe that God could be considered to define like a developer and uh, created us with the ability to uh, have stimuli as well as responses. There's a lot of atheists out there, including religious people, that are very, very into the idea that we live in a simulation. In fact, I found the concept so interesting, I ended up writing a book about it. I've written several books, but one of them is called Afterlife Simulation. To give you a rough idea what that's about, um, it's the idea of people who do not want to die, that they realize that in the physical world they are mortal. And uh, there is basically a creature called a humanzy who has created an invention that allows people's consciousness and their minds to be absorbed into a little black box that has its own universes and multiverse within it where people can live, uh, such as men, women, and children. And it's very, very unusual. But there's a catch to it. Once these people go into the simulation, it has to be absolutely realistic, like that of the Matrix. Because if anything is out of place, it could screw the person up. And then they'll realize that they're in the box. The idea is to convince the souls or consciousness that goes into the box that they're living in the real universe let's see what we got next okay how old are you well at this time i am 45 years old but i feel like i'm 60 um (laughs) i got a lot of health issues um i've had christians in the past pray for me and all that had a lot of health issues so um i do feel like i'm much older um People look at my videos and they see me when I show myself. They're like, dude, you got gray hair. I've had gray hair since I was 13 years old. High school kids used to call me Moses. Girls used to call me the gray fox. Yeah. I didn't, of course, like having gray hair at the time. But people would tell me, oh, it's a sign of wisdom. I figured it was distress stress myself, but okay. Let's see. Next question. Hmm. did you ever attend any kind of religious schooling at all as a child or teenager whenever i was young i was uh my mother got sick my father left and i ended up living in a lot of different foster homes whenever my mother's health was really bad and i uh, attended a lot of different churches a lot of different denominations i've heard a lot of different philosophical views and this is going to piss some christians off but Um, I've talked to Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, I've lived in the homes of Pentecostals, Baptists, people of all different faiths, and I feel like a lot of them have some amount of truth, but the others conflict with the Bible and and other things and issues. But, uh, like I was telling you in my chat room, I've absorbed a lot of different ideas and views. As far as going to an actual religious school, no, but whenever I was younger, going to public schools people were more okay with discussing god and religion nowadays it seems like they're they want to get rid of anything that's theological and just keep stuff like uh, sex education teaching kids how to use condoms and how to do homosexuality properly they ain't got nothing against it i just think that uh you know stuff like that should probably be taught later on um just saying let's see all right when did you become a christian well about six years ago i got back into the concept of god but it took me a while to actually call myself a christian a couple different reasons I was an atheist for a long time, and I had a lot of uh, animosity towards Christianity. Um, Didn't want to be a part of Christianity, but I wanted to believe in God. However, because I accepted Jesus Christ and the things that are claimed about him in the Bible, I had a lot of people saying, "Ah, You might as well just label yourself a Christian. You believe Jesus did all the things he said he did. So... You might as well, but it took a couple of years because I didn't want to be thrown into a label. <clears throat> I didn't want to be pigeonholed. So, yeah, I'd say probably six years. First couple of years, I was kind of off and on. Wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with myself on it. I didn't even know if I wanted to do YouTube under the guise of a Christian because being that I was a former atheist, it was very outspoken and popular. Um, I felt a little, uh, how do I put it, intimidated about the idea of now going up against my old... um, I looked at atheists as though they were my family whenever I was a non-believer. Of course, they dumped on me and everything like that, but I still cared a great deal about a lot of them. So I didn't want to embarrass any of them or make them look stupid or whatever. Obviously, nowadays, I don't really care if I hurt people's feelings anymore. I feel like uh, I found my path, and I feel like a part of that path is sowing seeds and getting through to people, whether they like it or not. Here we go. Oh, oh! if you want me to elaborate on any of these questions, feel free to ask me when we're live, or you can just do more videos to me. <clears throat> Did you grow up in an atheist household? No, my mother believed in God, my grandmother believed in God, my grandfather, and a few others. Um, but I might as well have been living with atheists, though, because none of them, although I loved every one of them, they weren't exactly what you would consider moral support or... Um, let's just say that there was a lot of abuse in my home. And it wasn't the kind where it's like, oh, you don't believe in God? You're getting a smack in the head. It was just, the it was just ignorant ass physical abuse that wasn't necessary. Uh, from my father before he left, as well as my mother, because she had health issues that affected her brain. And because she was very sick, she could sometimes be very ruthless. And when you're a little kid, it's hard to defend yourself against that kind of brutality. So, yeah. So they were religious. They claimed to be about God. But that, I suppose, was one of the reasons why I became a skeptic. I had figured whenever I was younger, whenever I was growing up, that if there was a loving God, then why did he let me get the shit beat out of me, basically? And that stuck with me about 15 years before I ended up converting back over to God when I started uh, growing up and understanding that, uh sometimes bad things happen to you, whether you're an atheist or religious or not. Okay. <clears throat> Do you have any siblings? Yes, I have a brother. He's in a band called Black Death, and he also does other musical projects. He's actually got a YouTube channel, but he hasn't uploaded any videos at all except for his music videos where he's doing guitar with his bands or different projects and all that kind of stuff. I got a sister. Um, my brother and sister and I used to be close, but the older I've gotten, the more my bipolar manic depression has affected me. And sometimes I want to be around people. And sometimes I don't, I have been known to terminate my own YouTube channels in the past, stay away for almost a year or more. And then, uh, Return whenever I'm feeling more upbeat, I do not think in the for in the future that I will be doing any of that. I think that I'll stick around and just more likely whenever I'm not feeling up to talking to people or whatever, I'll just simply you know turn off my computer instead of like go to the extreme and remove everything, so yeah, I got a brother and a sister. Uh, my brother, Justin Keen, he is uh, second oldest, and then my little sister, um, little sister as far as almost 30 years old, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see, this is taking some time to go to the next question. Oh, yeah, yeah, got a son and a daughter, got a son that's in his 20s, daughter... 19 years old. I actually did some videos today talking about the whole graduation thing. Uh, actually got a few friends that are Muslims, interviewed a Muslim recently, used to be real close with a Muslim guy a while back, me and him played World of Warcraft together. That was probably about a decade ago, but I really liked him, his name was Allah I ended up finding out, though, that he was actually trolling me under a sock account, and we stopped being buddies. I found out a few people out there who were pretending to be my buddy turned out to be nothing more than a troll, and that was kind of devastating because you get to liking people, and it turns out that they're evil bastards who are just trying to get into your personal business so they can make a video and get popular off of it. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't mind people being popular or getting views off me as long as they're doing it in a good way or being positive. As far as uh, Islam goes, I believe that the Muslims have gotten some really bad press. It feels like every time a Christian or a Muslim or somebody of the Abrahamic faith messes up in some way, then it ends up becoming a generalized, broad-sweep statement all over the news. Right? Right? okay uh as far as their religion goes i notice after reading their holy book and uh some of the other material they got it seems a great deal agreeable with christianity there are some major conflicts but most of it it's pretty much exactly what the bible and torah teach okay <clears throat> Well, funny to say, the guy that is a Muslim that I interviewed recently, he was in the Judaism. Every Jew and Muslim I've met through social media usually tends to be pretty cool. They all seem to be able to carry on conversations. I do notice that Muslims and Jews tend to be uh, more more, uh, retracted than Christians, Christians are more outspoken because they believe that they're commanded to go out and sow seeds, so you hear them talking more, but Jews and Muslims are more laid back. I have discovered that a lot of Muslims and Jews appear to be more intellectually sound religiously than a lot of Christians I met. Basically, if you're into Judaism or Islam, I've noticed they take their religion very seriously and they feel like study and doing what they got to do seems more of a priority than a lot of Christians I've met in social media. I hope you realize I see a difference between social media Christians and then what we're dealing with here. Okay. Um, well, my buddy Von Helton, he claims to be a collectic or whatever the hell that is, pagan, Paganism's an umbrella term. Um, it's basically anybody that believes outside of the Abrahamic faith in a god or gods, or you know, uh, some kind of energy or or being that uh, created life or had something to do with it. Um, I've never really had like uh, any major problems with pagans. Uh, there's a guy called Ocean I used to talk to. He's pretty cool, Blue Fire Witch. Um. A lot of pagans I've met, though, they seem like the type of people who are emo and cringy, where they watch too much television, like the Blair Witch Project, and they decide to jump into it. But they don't really know what the hell they believe. They're they're all over the place. But there are some uh, pagans I've met who I could definitely make friends with that I think are nice personally. Just a lot of their ideas are, eh, I don't know. Next question. Oh, boy, we got a long way to go. What do you think about other Christians? Um, Well, in real life, I've met some good ones. If you attend a church or something or you go visit a church, there appears to be some who are very nice and decent. But uh, how do I put this? I've never met a whole lot of them that really want to hang out, besides going to church, listening to a preacher, and maybe they'll say hi to you, hug you, or shake your hand when you're at church, but then they don't keep no contact with you after you're gone. It's like none of them ever want to exchange phone numbers or anything like that. I notice that Christians, especially in social media, but more intensely, they hang out in cliques. You got like the real popular Christians where if you got over like 10,000 views and certain Christians will hang out with each other, you know, like they're self-important and all that, but they won't hang out with Christians that are smaller than them. Unless they think that there's something they can get off of them or whatever, if you got lower numbers. Um, Then there's the the, like the poor Christians that use social media, um, they don't get a whole lot of love. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I do pretty good with subscriptions and views. I feel like, you know, uh, we should all be together and associate with each other, but I can honestly say, I feel like I'm in high school whenever I'm on the internet. Atheists have their own cliques. Christians have their own little cliques within their groups. And, uh, I've always discovered, at least for myself, that I I don't really fit in anywhere. It's it's kinda lonely sometimes, but I've always been considered legendary and epic amongst people. People always look at me like, hey, it's Brad Keen! whoa. Even my haters act like that when they see me, oh look, it's Brett, you know. <laughs> it's like they just need to hear themselves say my name. It's odd. Um, I'll be honest with you, and I'm probably going to give myself in trouble for this. There's a lot of bullshit Christians on social media. There's a lot of them are, that are just waiting for another Christian to make a mistake or have doubts or question something or not agree with them just so they can make a 100 videos to trash other people who might have their own concept or interpretation of Christianity. Same with atheists. If you have an atheist who makes a video where they disagree with something about evolution or um, have different political views on each other, they trash each other. It's it's stupid. It's as if everybody just kind of drops their morality on the ground. I, I think YouTube causes a problem for Christians and atheists where it feeds into people's vain vanity And a lot of Christians and atheists are very vain. So that's the reason why they do that. They forget about Jesus and God and they start looking at the subscriptions and their viewership and it starts making them feel self-important. And then they forget about sowing seeds. They figure, if I just make a video every once in a while and say some cool things and read off a few Bible verses and I'm right with God, and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, oh, damn, I'm going to get in so much trouble for answering like that, but okay. What do you think about agnostics? Well, to be honest with you, I think that 98% of the atheists on the internet are agnostic. And I believe that 20% of the people out there claiming to be Christian are actually agnostic. People who, uh, the classic definition of agnostic is one who believes it's impossible to ever know. Well, you hear a lot of theists claim that, right? Believers, they say, well, we can't know. God works in mysterious ways, yada, yada, yada. So by definition, that's kind of agnostic. There are such things as agnostic theists in the first place. As far as atheists go, um... They all say they lack a belief, and they're more than willing to show you how smart they are by copying and pasting a definition of what a classical atheist is, one who lacks a belief in deities. But if you ask any of them, do you believe in the possibility of God, 98% of them will say, well, I guess there's a possibility that kind of contradicts the whole lack of belief if you do believe it's possible, right? What do you think about atheists? Uh boy. <laughs> I used to consider them my brothers and sisters back whenever I was an atheist. Um, but a lot of them were very narcissistic, very nihilistic, um, very cult like in their own manner and way. Um a lot of them like to seem to get off on hurting people and um, emotionally and spiritually and mentally. They are very, very narcissistic. Um, The difference between a Christian and an atheist on the Internet is if the Christian says something ignorant to you or terrible, they might actually feel bad about what they did later. There might actually be an opportunity to talk to the Christian and work things out as where an atheist they usually do all of what they do for profit as well as viewership. And I know some people are going to say, what, atheists are making money off of making videos hating God? Oh, they do. They make thousands of dollars using God to uh, sell their uh, their product and their brand. Don't believe me? Check the descriptions of any popular atheists out there and you'll see. I think a lot of them are very cruel, a lot. Lots of nasty people, very difficult to make friends with. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, you must have been reading the description of my videos. Well, there's a, a couple different views that I have. I'm an annihilationist, and I also uh, believe that God actually used his very essence, um, his very embodiment, in order to create the universe, that the universe itself is an extension. In a way, he kind of gave parts of himself through his attributes in order to create us, in order for us to have sentience. It would probably be best for some Christians to actually look it up. Although I use a lot of big terminologies and words to describe my philosophical views, as I said earlier in answering your questions, that um, let's put it this way. There's a lot of things out there that I agree with, but nothing really defines me. There's some things about this here that doesn't work for me. But a lot of it makes sense, and a lot of it works in philosophy, but some of it doesn't. Hmm. Where am I from? I was originally born in St. Louis, Missouri. I lived in the city for quite a few years. Pretty much in the ghetto, the shank of uh, St. Louis. And then uh, ended up moving up into the countryside. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot different way of life, for sure. Well... I guess Irish and Cherokee Indian. That's what I know of. I think my family might have a little bit of German in them. I definitely know that we're Irish and Indian, so we got a bit of a temper. We like to argue. We like to get into trouble. What's my blood type? Oh, I haven't checked for a while, but I think it's I don't know, A.O. or something like that. It's been a while. I I know people are going to find that odd. I haven't been to a doctor in a long time. I don't even have any health insurance. I guess I could probably ask my wife. She's the one that writes down all the, like, stuff I don't really care to even keep in my mind. (laughs) People are going to think I'm stupid for that. Oh, I'm definitely a night owl. I love nighttime. Nighttime is so relaxing and peaceful. I like taking walks at night and just chilling out. It's better for me because of my agoraphobia. Because when the sky is all dark and everything like that, it doesn't cause me any um, verdi, um What is the word for it? A vertical. So. Yeah, I like that, and I also like this it's just relaxing and chill. I like the way the ambience and the environment sounds in nature whenever it's dark. Do you believe man is made in the image of God? Well, the Bible says that we're made in the image of God, but I don't, I don't think that that necessarily means that we. Um, we like, we are like a physical reflection of him. I think what it's talking about is more on our ability to be able to think, create, and destroy. That's more we share some of his attributes, obviously with limited parameters. But the Bible has something weird in it that I've always wondered about. <clears throat> There's an incident where Jesus is telling people that they're going to be doing greater things than himself. And he also tells Peter that with enough faith, he would be able to do incredible things. Like there's a part where Peter is actually walking on water for a little bit, but he starts having doubts, and he starts sinking. To me, it seemed like Jesus was telling us that we could do things that are completely outside of the constructs of nature and the laws as we know them, that we could do God-like things if we had the faith, just a mustard seed of faith. But I, I don't think a lot of Christians have as much faith as they claim. Um, or you would see more extraordinary feats and things happen. Sure, there's people all over the world that make all kinds of claims, but a lot of those type of people I don't know them personally, so I don't know if they're for real or if they're lying or what. Here we go. <clears throat> Do you believe in the eternal soul of man? I believe that if you die and you end up... There's two different things that people argue. Either we live on a new earth uh, forever, or we go to uh, some celestial body or construction of what people refer to as heaven. It seems like um, if you go to the good place, you go on forever. If you go to hell... I'm an annihilationist, so I believe that the soul will be obliterated. I don't know how long it takes. It could be a millennium. It could be a billion years. It could be a millennium. It could be five minutes. I don't know. But for those out there who believe in Dante's Inferno version of hell, which is the commonly practiced concept of hell, they believe that you go on eternally to suffer for not uh, believing in God properly. Pantheism means that uh, God is the universe. There's two types of pantheism. There's people who believe that God is the universe, and then there's the idea that the universe is an extension of God. It's like God's uh, several different parts. He's, he is the time and the space and the matter. He's the very material that makes up humanity and life itself. I believe that God is a part of the universe, but he's also separate from it. See, I believe that there was a time where God was, let me put it this way, that God was what scientists refer to as a singularity, and the universe is the cause, okay? Well, let's see the conclusion of what, what the singularity did. I believe that one single bit of energy that power that all minds and matter and the body and everything comes from, is God. So, yeah. And I believe that God is able to course through the entire universe, being that it's an extension. And that's how he's able to know us and understand us, because he's actually within us, and we are within him. That's what I think Jesus was talking about in the Bible. All right. are you more of a leader or a follower? A lot of people see me as a leader. Whenever I was an atheist, they seen me as an atheist leader. They seen me as someone that they wanted to represent. I got constantly invited out places to do things and talk and be a speaker. And as a Christian, um, Christians also seen me as a leader of the atheist movement and nowadays they see me as you know God TV radio that I um you know if they need a moderator or they want somebody to debate with them I've been noticed that although a lot of Christians don't keep in touch and they're they pretty much are distracted by their own thing all the time in social media when they need uh you know basically a cleaner or somebody to come in and rock and roll with them uh, they look me up, you know, whenever they're looking for a good warrior in Christ, he's a good speaker to do things. But besides that, <laughs> I don't know. As far as in my real life, though, besides the Internet, and social media, I'm just a father, a husband, a guy who pays his bills, loves his kids, loves his wife immensely, and uh, just tries to do what he can. Yeah, And I'm uh, not rich or wealthy So I'm just trying to get by But on the internet It's um, I, got, I, got some, I got over a hundred names That people give me on this thing I almost feel like I'm putting in the same category as the devil Sometimes the devil's got many names God's got many names Well Brett Keane's got a lot of names too And one of them's asshole apparently <laughs> Oh boy We got a long way to go here Let's see what we got. <clears throat> are you more creative or logical? Well, I'm a pretty creative person. I think that um uh, I think that logic does not dictate that you're gonna somehow be less creative if you're extremely logical like me. There's a lot of uh ways that you can think or imagine how something could work um, I believe that a lot of scientists are very creative um with their logic on how they determine the answer for something and i think there's a lot of i think that because of religion and christianity it causes a lot of creativity opens up our imagination and basically opens our life to more satisfactory answers and ideas and all that and i i know what some people say are you saying that religion's like out of imagination no But whenever you're trying to think of a superior being or you're trying to think of things that are greater than yourself, then you're going to use more of the capacity of your mind in order to be able to understand something. You have to be open-minded and you have to use um, thought processes that you normally wouldn't use in order to try to answer some of the big questions of the universe and about yourself. Because we're like a universe within a universe within a universe. Now, I don't know if I really answered the question, though. I'm a creative person, and I'm logical. Um, depends on who you ask, I guess. I'm not really sure how to put logic or creativity on a scale. Can I draw? Can I create things? Sure. Am I smart? Can, do I use common sense? And um, Am I rational? Sure. As far as I am convinced, <clears throat> it's almost kind of like asking somebody, uh, uh, how stupid do you think that you actually are compared to smart? <laughs> do you believe in purgatory? Well, I don't know. It seems like when you read the Bible, it, it talks about this concept that whenever you die, you remain like asleep. Jesus called it the sleep in the Bible, and uh, I remember the little girl dies, and Jesus says, oh, she's asleep. Lazarus is asleep, and then he just, I guess Jesus woke them up kind of thing. It's the, when when you're asleep, you're not really conscious, so a lot of Christians have this idea that once you're dead, you remain in the ground. You don't immediately just pop up into heaven and you're hanging out with God, you you remain dead until the return of Christ. I know some people are going to say, what about all the people of the Old Testament? Well, according to the Bible, they're all dead. They are dead right now. But then when Christ returns, their soul will be with him. And uh, it'll be kind of like a cryogenic chamber where they'll wake up and it'll seem like only a second went by, but 10,000 years could go by, and they wouldn't even know it. A billion years could go by, they wouldn't even know it. Do I believe in purgatory, though? I don't know. There, If ghosts are real and spirits, like dwelling on the earth, is real, then you'd have to believe that there's some kind of container between heaven and hell where spirits are in order for them to be able to walk the earth. But the other alternative is also hallucinations. And then there's one other alternative. The third would be that it's very possible that the ghosts or spirits that people see that are family members or people they love might actually be demons. That's a possibility. All right. Do you believe in the Holy Trinity? I had a difficult time with that for quite a few years. I used to see Jesus as a separate entity from God, and I got myself in a lot of trouble. Uh, Christians couldn't be bothered to imagine that, oh, wait, this guy's a new Christian. He was an atheist for many years, so going along with the Trinity concept just right off the bat, that's a big deal. That's extremely challenging, When and Christians have been arguing about it for years. Well, I didn't just jump right into the Trinity concept. But I do believe that God and Jesus are connected. Well, I believe that the entire universe is a part of God's extension. So therefore, Jesus and God would also be plugged into each other as well. Whether you want to see them as two minds, two hearts, or uh, two uh, simulated brains or minds, as we talked about earlier. Oh, yeah, this one got me in a lot of trouble with people, too. Um, I don't fully 100% subscribe to this, but there are some things that uh, make a lot of sense to me. Like, uh, for instance, the Bible teaches that God is the creator of all things. In Isaiah 45, 7, it says that God is the creator of evil. There are passages where in older versions of the Bible where it says, and God did evil upon some, some that God perceived as doing wrong or disobeying him in the Bible, and it said that God did great evil upon uh, certain people and all that. That's really difficult for some Christians to deal with. They do not like that. They they like to believe that God is one single nature, and that nature is just absolutely all good, all loving, and all this. I'm sure from the perspective of the pagans and nonbelievers in the Bible, they probably didn't feel like what God was doing to them was all loving or kind, and I'm sure that there are modern-day Christians and people of other faiths Whenever something awful or terrible happens to them, they don't believe that what is happening to them is good, goodwill or good nature, any of that. I am convinced that God has a deal nature. I believe that he's a God of love, but also he's quite capable of absolutely and utterly destroying his enemy or something that he perceives as a threat to his children and will do that. By definition, God has committed everything that is defined as the concept of evil, such as destroying and doing acts that uh, some people would say, by definition, is um, wrong. It's one of the reasons why you have all these non-believers out here who say that God is unfair and he's unjust, and why does it have to be this way, or why does it have to be this way? Well, the Bible never teaches that life is going to be fair, and God never claimed in the Bible that everything that he does is nice and and wonderful. It just simply says that all things are within his will. I suppose some Christian could come along and do all kinds of arguing or whatever, whatever the matter is. I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but God is perfectly capable of creating things that he knows that are going to cause harm and damage. And the perfect example would be the devil. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, sure. Any Christians that think I'm wrong about what I'm saying, feel free to come argue with me. Or you could just do like people like Smokey Saint did and just make video after video attacking me and giving me ad-homs and all that. But, yeah. Oh, goodness. That one's going to get me back into drama. What's your favorite color? Black. I like black and blood red. I like uh, dark purple, too. Yeah, I like playing video games. I like uh, MMOs, RPGs. I like uh, games like Fallout. I'm really looking forward to uh, Starfield. Okay, I used to like drawing, I used to like doing stuff like that, I enjoy writing. Don't give a damn about the Pope, to be honest with you. I don't think that people should be put in that kind of authority. I think that um, the Catholic Church uh, just itself, as uh, the Mother Church, the start of it all, I think they've made so many mistakes, and they've caused so many souls to be lost because of what they did. I believe that there are a lot of good Catholic people out there, but I believe the Catholic Church itself, from its conception, has been a a real problem on humanity. I know the Bible actually says that those who have the gift of God, they allegedly are able to speak in tongues and do all these um i've babbled but i don't uh, i've never felt like some kind of ability to be able to like uh, speak in some angelic tongue or something or some kind of uh, other language to be honest with you the very few christians i've actually met in real life who claim that they can do it i um, i didn't believe what they were doing to be true i um Felt like they were doing it just to get attention. They did it in front of churches and in front of a whole bunch of people, but never did it whenever there was just a couple people around in their house. Oh, boy. Uh, off and on. Uh, I've done the whole Easter egg hunt whenever I was a kid. and it's Nowadays, it's... Pretty much, more or less, just another day for us. Easter and a lot of these holidays are based upon pagan holidays. Uh, For whatever reason, Christians decided to associate pagan holidays with uh, Christianity. So, for me, when it's Christmas or Easter, if something's going on, then I'll be a part of it, but that's about it. I get presents for my kids. (laughs) this has to also do with evil and how God works and basically how his morality is and how reality is set up. It'd probably be best for some people to uh, look into it. Um, Maltheism and uh, Dessyism seem to... um, Cause a lot of Christians to get really, really worked up for some oddball reason. It's no big deal for me, but mm, people have, uh, they kind of pigeonhole God and they can't think outside the box. They just kind of say, this is the way God's got to be. And that's that. And I think people do a real disservice to themselves by just shutting down and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go with the concept that my preacher told me and that's it. do you have any quirks Mm. uh besides being silly sometimes and enjoying um a good discussion i can't think of anything uh negative really oh i do get irritated with folks uh it's probably some kind of attention disorder on my own part, but I get bored really easy and I don't feel mental stimulation when dealing with some folks. I try the best I can to carry people whenever <laughs> in conversations and uh, work it into something more exciting. But I notice some people are very shallow and they like to talk about things that are I'll give you an example of something. One of the reasons I can't carry on a good conversation with my neighbors around here is because they're more worried about uh, conversations about, I wonder if the trash man picked up my trash today. I got to cut my grass and all this. Do you have any guilty pleasures? Yep, I do. I've got some guilty pleasures, but... Bible says that uh, if you're married, you, <laughs> you the bedroom can't be defiled. I don't think that I should talk about some of the weird stuff that I'm into with my wife. That's yeah, between me and her. Me, her, and God. What is your best and worst memory from your childhood? Oh, boy. Well, in some of the placements I was in, there were people who tried to rape me. I've been physically abused, I've uh, been locked in closets, I've been thrown in basements, having doors shut behind me, it's probably one of the reasons I've got agoraphobia. Um, I've had people do some pretty damn awful things to me whenever I was younger. Um, I've been stabbed. Um, I've had people try to thug me out. I could probably go on all day about stuff like that. I've had some pretty, pretty bad ones. As far as good memories go, um, I was really pleased whenever my brother and sister were born into the world. Whenever my mother was feeling not so sick, there were some positive things about her. Whenever my grandmother wasn't dying from cancer, there were some nice things she did. My greatest fear is leaving the world without my kids and my wife taken care of. I don't have so much fear about my son anymore. He's got his own home and his truck and everything like that, and he's doing real good for himself. But I worry about my daughter. Will she be able to be okay without me? Um one of the biggest fears I've ever had already came true so I kind of have dealt with it already I was concerned a long time ago um, I had a fear that how do I put it I was a fear I was in fear that if I said certain things that it might cause people to have like um mental breakdowns or harm themselves and things like that. There was a buddy I had a while back where I cared very deeply about him, but I was an atheist at the time, and I wasn't able to give him the right advice or suggestions. He didn't tell me he was suicidal. He didn't tell me that he was having bad problems. He just wanted my opinion on some things. But unfortunately, I was a nihilist. I didn't feel like life had any meaning or purpose at the time. So I was not able to offer him the emotional support that he deserved. Had I been a Christian, had I believed in God and believed that there was value to life, I would have probably been able to tell him that he's loved and cared about and that the world isn't always bad. Because when you have faith in God, then you believe that there's going to be some good days and some days are going to be extraordinary. But when you're a nihilist, nothing really matters, no matter if something happens to you or not. So I, what I'm basically saying is I, uh, it was things that I said and what I didn't say. And I blame myself and fault myself for the fact that I didn't have the tools to be able to um, help a person I care deeply about and they uh, ended their life. you have any dark secrets mm. no not really i uh, i've always tried to be an open book i've always tried to be as transparent as possible i've had uh <laughs> i've had people on the internet who claim that i'm some kind of a terrible person or horrible but i've noticed that doesn't matter if you're Tom Cruise, John Travolta, Von Helton, or, you know, uh, a celebrity or a musician. If you're popular, seems like the more popular you get in the world, the more known you are, the more it seems like it rains assholes from the sky. Goodness gracious. Are we really going to try to answer all these questions in one video? Oh, my. Damn it. We're going on an hour here. Hold on, let's make sure I didn't miss a question here. Do you believe in God? Why are you asking me that for? You already know I believe in God. Why would you ask me a question that you already know? I mean, you're like 100 questions for God TV radio. Do you believe in God? Are you serious? As far as believing in God, I guess I could say this. Um, I believe in God a lot differently than a great deal of Christians out there. I believe in God a lot differently than uh, some of the other faiths. As I said, I've kind of absorbed the philosophy of many different faiths. And, um, but Christianity seems like, uh, as far as mainstream Christianity, it seems to be the truest of all of them. But it's got its own falseness and its own problems and even its own lies. You love God. Not always. I was very angry with God a long time ago, and then I ended up, I ended up uh, hating him so badly that I decided that I wanted to make it to where he didn't exist, and I suppressed all thought of him ever existing for years. That's how I ended up becoming an atheist, And it's, unfortunately, yeah, you asked me earlier, do I have any quirks? I, I do have something that's pretty hardcore I forgot to mention. Due to the fact that I've been hurt so many times in my life, if I start believing that someone, if I'm convinced that someone is trying to play me out, whether they call themselves a friend or not, if I think that someone's playing me or they're manipulating me or using me, I have this tendency... Um, to attempt in a moment to talk to them and work things out. And if I feel like I'm not getting through to them or they're lying to me, I have this thing about me where I cut people off and then I just simply imagine that they don't even exist anymore. And I think I did that with God for quite some time there, for a while. Do I love God? I do. Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't always... Feel as though God loves me, though, if that makes sense. I know there's Christians out there saying, oh, no matter how hard life gets, you know, God does this and God does that. But the Bible even has it to where God says in Psalms 5, 5, um, God hates all workers of iniquity. So God's not always about love either. Maybe that's part of that whole being made in his image thing. Do you fear God? Now when it comes to myself, I know the Bible says that we should tremble and all this kind of stuff, but it also says in the book of John that God is love, and you can't have love if you also have fear. But that's kind of strange. Some Christians will tell you in the Old Testament that God expected some kind of requirement of fear. No, I don't fear God for myself. Um, I've kind of accepted a long time ago when my health issue started that I'm going to die, that I will be sick. But as far as it comes with people I love and care about, I fear what God may do to people that um, I care about. Like, for instance, I care about a lot of atheists out there and I care about a lot of religious people. But unfortunately, I'm concerned that some Christians, as well as non-believers, I fear that uh, things are not going to go the way they want them to go. Yeah, I consider myself saved. Um, I consider myself uh, not saved in the same way that some religious people do, where they figure if they say certain words or jump to certain hoops they're like set for life i know that there's a lot of christians out there that say yeah you once you get saved you can't like fail anymore and you know you've got this thing called eternal security you're saved fully by grace i believe that there are some days where i um i make mistakes um and may say things or do things that can get me in trouble. It's one of the reasons why I'm always saying, hey, correct me if you think I'm wrong or feel free to argue with me about it. I believe at this moment I'm saved. I'm not sure what tomorrow will bring, though. That all depends on God. I've chosen him. It depends on if God thinks that I was a proper person when it all comes down to it. see, I guess you could say that. I uh, haven't made the full transformation. Um, it says in the Bible, once you are a child of God, you go through this whole transformation where everything about your life and about the way you think and do things changes. But um, I do notice a great deal of uh, blessings and things that have happened for me that would make me believe that I'm, uh, born again, but some days it kind of reminds me of the history in the past. I don't know. I understand that Christians see things as black and white. If they think they're born again or they're completely saved and that's it, you know, that's, I don't know. I'm still young at this. I'm still working it out. And like I said, that uh, I haven't had a whole lot of success in having a great deal of Christian community around me to work out, my salvation, it's been actually pretty damn lonely, to be honest with you. Even though I'm popular, you know what they say, sometimes it's kind of lonely at the top. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yep, 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 yep. What's your favorite sport to watch or play? Well, whenever I was younger, before my agoraphobia kicked in, my agoraphobia didn't kick in until between 18 and 20 years old. The anxiety and the aggravation. I used to be able to play football and kickball and baseball and all that stuff. But now I have a hard time being in majorly open areas. Don't care to watch sports. I like watching WWE back in the day. Not anymore, though. Uh, favorite video game? I like Skyrim, ESO, Fallout series. I like games like that. I also like The Sims. I feel like uh Sims 4 sucks, so I hope they uh, make a Sims 5 soon and that they improve on it. Okay, I'm going to answer one more question, and then I'll have to make a part two some other time, because we're we're not even halfway through this, and I'm going on almost an hour or more. Do I believe in miracles? Yeah. Uh, I don't just believe in miracles. I accept them. My children are a miracle. My wife is a miracle. How I met my wife is a miracle. The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. The fact that all of us are alive is a miracle, according to Stephen Hawking. We are a mathematical impossibility. We shouldn't exist. If the universe wasn't tuned the way it is, we wouldn't be here right now. We are a miracle. I think that hundreds of thousands, perhaps even millions of miracles happen a day. But we take things for granted. Life coming into this world. Sentience, consciousness, love itself. This is all... A miracle. The universe in its entirety is a miracle. The, to me, the universe is supernatural by definition. The definition of supernatural is something that exists beyond nature, something beyond scientific understanding. Well, if space and time and nature had once didn't exist, then that means that by definition... The cause of the universe was supernatural. So the universe is actually the conclusion of the supernatural, by definition. Yeah. You're a miracle, sir. I'm a miracle. We're all miracles. We're lucky to be here. We're lucky that a god would even consider our feelings and care about our well-being and even create us in such a way that we have the opportunity to be with them. And that is that. This will be part one. Oh, I'm probably going to get burned at the stake for answering these questions like I did. I'm kind of tired, but what the heck. I take it as I I can go with it. We hope that you've been enjoying God TV Radio, hosted by Brett Keen. When you get an opportunity, check out our public radio station. Check out our books, music, and art. You can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us. If you don't want a t-shirt, you don't want books, you don't want music, well, you could always do a one-time donation through PayPal. Any support is appreciated. God bless. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keene. If you would like to support God TV Radio, you can support us by buying our music, our art, Our t shirts, as well as our books. You can also support us with a one time donation through PayPal. All links are in the description. If you have access to Spotify, you can listen to my radio station in your car, on your stereo, on your computer, anything that has internet access. God bless. Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keene from God TV Radio. I hope you're all doing blessed, or feeling blessed at least. Uh, Let me close out of uh, steam here. I don't know why I still even have that open. There we go. And uh, if you watched the video before this, I answered 50 questions. Now I'm about to answer another 50. A guy called Erasmus. He uh, made a video to me with a hundred questions to it, and I'm going to respond to every single one of them. He is more than welcome to ask me as many questions as he wants in the future, and I will make an effort to try to answer any questions that he ever has. I also encourage anyone else out there, if you want to know things about me, ask anything that you like. And I will be more than happy to uh, show off your channel, show off your video, providing that the questions aren't like for intentional drama or aggravation. You know, things like that. So here we go. Make sure that when you go to check out his channel, subscribe to him. Uh, I should probably click the bell as well. I'll make it to where anytime he puts a video out, I'll take a look at it, see what's up. It's kind of refreshing for me. I like questions. I like having uh, myself be challenged and all this a lot nowadays. Every atheist and religious person on the internet seems to think they know everything. So. Uh, they don't even bother to ask anybody questions because they give a rat's ass what anybody else thinks. <laughs> but Mr. Rasmus, he kind of reminds me of myself where I like to see why people think the way they do. And I'm always asking questions from philosophy, theological, um, science. I mean, you name it. I'll ask, uh, I'll ask things until the crows come home. All right. Do you believe people should stay celibate before marriage? Well, I didn't. Um, <laughs> when I met, uh, my future wife and everything, we weren't married. It took us a few years before we got married. I quickly, uh, moved her into my home and, uh, uh, had a very strong relationship with her, loved her, cared about her and all that. And, We went from there, and then we ended up getting married, like I said, a few years later. It's ideal that people wait. Um, I don't know if uh, it's—I know that Christianity would like people to—that they would like people to wait until they're married and all that, but there's a problem. Sometimes people physically are not compatible for each other. Um, I've heard horror stories where somebody— waits a long time, and then they get married, and then they find out that the person that they're involved with is, uh, well, as a dick, or is not who they say they are, and a lot of things can go wrong. I think the best you can ask people to do is simply get to know a person before you get in a relationship with them. There's too many young people nowadays, and older people, who just dive right into a relationship, because they have sexual desires and they let their hormones or their um their pecker do all the thinking for them people need to really get to know folks and i don't think that you really really get to know someone until you live with them you know that's when you find out oh shit the, this person likes to leave their dirty underwear and socks on the floor and And uh, you start finding out all about quirks and things that you didn't know. Because usually when you're dating or just getting involved with someone at first, they're on their best behavior. There's what I call the honeymoon period where people act all sweet and nice and they try to put their best foot forward or sometimes they mislead you by pretending to be more extraordinary or an amplified version of themselves that simply isn't true. I've had a lot of people on the internet come visit me at my home, atheist as well as religious, and they turned out to be (laughs) nothing like what the hell you see in those videos. There's a lot of people, I, I have to say this, even though this has nothing to do with the sexual question, but a lot of people on the internet too, especially in social media and dating sites and on video, a lot of these people are very fake. They're not real. They give you this... Like this bullshit attitude, like they're perfect and they ain't got nothing wrong going on. And and also they seem to uh, have this idea that they know every damn thing. Me, I, I know I've got so much to learn. I'm still in my infancy when trying to understand and comprehend the universe is how I see it. I guess that's my way of saying, have some humility. All right, let's go. Oh, the song has looped. What's my favorite movie? Now that is tough. Um, I like so many movies. I got to say, I'll just go, I'll say like this. My favorite movies are like The Lost Boys. I like Bram Stoker's Dracula. My favorite horror films of all times has been Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. I thought it was a really imaginative type of series. Um, it, it, uh, introduced something that a lot of scary movies don't have in them that I'm fascinated with nightmares and dreams. I've always been a heavy duty dreamer. When I go, when I go to sleep and I get into a dream, it's almost like you're really there. I'm creating entire worlds and universes in my dreams. My wife, unfortunately, doesn't seem to have any dreams whatsoever, Um, we don't know why. Maybe it's, uh, because my brain is releasing more DMT than usual. I don't know. It's probably one of the explanations on why my brain is going 100 miles per hour all the time, and I've constantly got thoughts and crap just beating the piss out of my ears in between, um... Movies nowadays, I just recently watched The Atom Project. It's a time traveler movie. I love time travel films and television shows. And I also watched uh, the new Spider-Man with my son, No Way Home, and I thought that was really awesome. Marvel hasn't been doing a lot of good films lately, and that came out, and that was extraordinarily um, refreshing, breathtaking. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, let's see what else we got. i also make sure my microphone's working properly. Yep, looks like we're getting some good feed. Mm. What's your favorite television show? Well, my wife and I and my daughter, we've been recently watching a show with one of our favorite actors in it by the name of Tim Roth. Now, the show is called Lie to Me, where this guy named Lightman is basically has... He has studied and uses science to be able to understand human emotions and expressions. Um, He can look into your eyes, see the way your face twitches if you're telling a lie, and he's able to uh, tell your emotions, and he catches criminals this way uh, and does a great deal of service for it. It's, It's a fascinating deal. Unfortunately, we're on the third season, we're almost done, and... According to the internet, they have not done anything new with Tim Roth. So that's one of my favorite uh, television shows. I also like uh, Dexter, the older Dexter. I didn't like the last season of the old Dexter. I've been trying to watch the new one. Not really fond of it, though. It doesn't seem like it's really moving the way the way, uh, the original one was. Um... Star Trek Generations, the old Star Trek. Uh, I like shows that are philosophical that make me think. I don't like the new Star Treks at all, and the new Picard annoys the piss out of me. It's got woke written all over it. I hate that. It's disturbingly childish is what I'm trying to say. Come on. What's my favorite book? Well, I, uh, I've read a lot of books in my life. Um, obviously, at this point, I'm a writer myself. I've written several books, and uh, quite a few of them are out on the Amazon, Barnes and & Nobles, and, and all that. I write science fiction, fantasy horror. Um, some would claim that some of my material is very gothic in nature. I've written about vampires, demons, the undead, the spirit world. Even whenever I was an atheist, I was uh, writing fantasy material and all that kind of stuff. Um, you, got, you guys might think that this is <laughs> funny or whatever, but when I first started writing, I um I was starting to work my way from believing in a higher power to go into atheism, but I'd already started a very spiritual, religious war type of series, so I continued to, um, promote the idea, the concept of God within the stories, and I kind of represented him, obviously, as a fictional character, since I was a non-believer at the time, but I represented him as, um, a figure, obviously, that was very mysterious, and, uh, Kind of like uh, the way if you watch the show Supernatural, um, God was represented as really good and hopeful with optimism, but towards the end, God started getting kind of mean and doing mean stuff, and of course, there was the demons and all that. I've noticed that there's a couple genres of movies and television shows and books that have come out of recent or in the last couple of years that kind of stole my ideas, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Supernatural, for instance, it uses a lot of the stuff that I did in my old stuff. And then a show, um, a, a bit longer ago than Supernatural Underworld. I did a lot of fights between werewolves and vampires in my book. So, um, it's fascinating that there's writers who've uh, been very successful, who've been using a lot of really interesting ideas that I came up with long before they even thought it up. All right, let's see what we got. Uh, Oh, I, I enjoyed George Carlin's books. He's uh, a comedian that passed away. And I also enjoyed, uh, believe it or not, I read a book by Mick Foley He's uh, considered the hardcore champion, an old wrestler. He doesn't wrestle too much anymore, but I thought his book was really good. I really enjoyed being able to see the the behind-the-scenes of what it's like for a person who um, works the life of being a wrestler. I mean, could you imagine it, the idea of knowing that uh, you're going to get beat like 10 times in the next three months thrown around, kicked, hit with chairs, and all that stuff. And you're literally allowing yourself to be hit so you could entertain an audience. The guy's amazing. Are crazy. My favorite Arthur. Well, I used to be a real big fan of Stephen King. And uh Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know who the Arthur is of the uh, old black and white Twilight Zones, but I used to think that those were really, really good. I still do, and also Gene Roddenberry, his writings he done for Star Trek. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Virgin Mary? Well, what's what's there to be said? It's uh, she was a. Uh, a young woman who found herself in a pretty hardcore place. God chose her to basically be the mother of uh, his son. (laughs) And I know for Trinitarians out there, this would be weird, but basically in order to perceive the Virgin Mary, you have to have the idea that God basically um, gave birth uh, through Mary to himself. (laughs) You know, in the physical form, so that's extremely unusual. I can understand why some non-believers uh, find that a bit odd and unusual. But she, uh, she seemed like um, one of the things I find interesting about her is apparently Jesus wasn't fully. Um, they say that Jesus was fully man and fully God. But it's pretty clear that whenever he was a child, he wasn't aware or acknowledged the whole things about himself. It was as if there was a point that he needed to get to in his life before he could like, uh, take upon the wisdom and knowledge of God. And there, when you think about it, this is really unusual. And I remember bringing it up whenever I was a non-believer. but the idea that God... Has to actually be taken care of by human parents is is really weird. It's it's a very strange idea that there was a time where God needed his diaper changed, he needed to be breastfed, he needed to be watched and taken care of and supervised and taught and all these things. It's an extraordinary thing to think about um, that God was once a uh, a baby. And required and was dependent on um, human love and compassion and mercy. As you know, uh, his life, even whenever he was a baby, was at risk because I believe Herod, uh, I believe the king wanted to kill all the babies and stuff to try to end the Messiah's life. So the baby required Mary and Joseph in order to be able to protect it god actually needed protection that's if you are a trinitarian i know some people are gonna say well god didn't really need any protection well kind of he kind of put himself in a position where he was vulnerable and obviously mary and joseph thought he was vulnerable or they would have stayed right where they were and just let the soldiers beat on the door. Figuring that, you know, baby Jesus could have just zapped them any time, but they ran. They ran and they traveled away because they didn't, they weren't sure how much protection God had put upon him. Here we go. Which Bible do you read and follow? I've read several different versions of the Bible. I've read the Bible over 15 times, and uh, I review different areas, especially if I'm asked a complicated question. i got to be honest with you, it's been quite a few years since an atheist has caused me to break sweat. Um, you have to understand that I've asked every possible question that an atheist could even think up. Um, and I'm still questioning a lot of things even though I do believe in God and accept God's existence. I uh, I still see myself as a hybrid kind of. I'm a believer, but I'm also a hardcore skeptic who questions everything around me. Even though some atheists would like to believe I'm just some stupid blind sheep. I I'm not blind at all. I I uh I look into it. Um I'm not one of these type of Christians who claim that only one version of the Bible is right, Um, but if I were to tell you what I'm fond of, I prefer, I use a digital one called BibleCrosswalk.com, as well as Blue Letter, because it gives me different translations of the Bible for words that are extremely complicated, and I also like the Strong Concordance, where I'm able to dig deeper into the meaning. A lot of Christians may not know this, but a lot of the passages that are put forth by God, as well as through, through the perspective of man, sometimes have layers to them where they mean more than one thing. A lot of atheists don't realize that they they read it like it's a damn like they're reading Humpty Dumpty or the Three Bears or something. They don't realize that these ancient men were sometimes um, when they were writing. Inspired by God, they were writing about future things and also symbolic things at the same time. Like, uh, it's kind of like when you are reading a philosophy, there's a lot of surface material, but there's also a lot of things about our in, inner being that, um, you got to dig into. And that's one of the great things about the Bible. The Bible is a book that you can read over and over, and you always learn something new. And if you're truly seeking truth, one of the things the Bible does that's amazing is it constantly causes you to question. That's why atheists and religious people on the Internet are constantly talking about it, because the book is literally living and breathing. It constantly has a message or something to tell you, And uh, it also, (laughs) what's extraordinary about it is when you're a young person reading it, you're going to perceive a lot of things that you identify with in your life. But the book also has this incredible ability that no matter how old you are, no matter where you're at in your life, it speaks to you intuitively. If that makes sense. All right. So, let's uh, continue. Do you believe that salvation comes from faith alone? Nope. And that's going to get me in a lot of trouble. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, the very last book in the Bible, that you're going to be judged based upon your faith, but you're also going to be judged based upon your works. In the book of James, chapter 2, verse 11 through 15, it says, Faith without works is dead. Okay, so supposedly, uh, Paul says this quite a bit too, even though Christians try to use Paul to get themselves out from under the law and doing effort things, he tells you that uh, you're supposed to go through some kind of transformation. If you truly have faith in God, then you'll do as Christ says. And Christ, whenever he says what I'm about to tell you, he simplifies the Ten Commandments by saying, love God with all your body, heart, mind, soul, all these things, and do unto others as you want done unto you. If you do unto others as you want done unto you, and you love God with all your body, heart, soul, then you'll do as God tells you to do, and you won't steal. You won't enslave people. You won't murder people unless God himself has ordered you to actually go out and end someone's existence, as the Old Testament shows repeatedly. Now, what's the difference between God and man's laws about doing all that kind of stuff? Well, God can intuitively see he is the executioner, he's the prosecutor, he's the judge. He knows what a person's going to do, and if he feels that that person's irredeemable, which he calls reprobate, he may end up ending their life. Or he might use them as a vessel, whether they're evil or good, in order to do something uh, positive for someone who does have a hope open heart and open mind. I believe that God uses some atheist in order to uh, strengthen the faith of uh, religious folks. I think that sometimes God can actually use an atheist at the time to uh, do something constructive in the world. I know that sounds unusual, but God is so powerful that he can take something that we would define as evil and something good could actually come out of it. And the same also could be said about something that appears or by perception to be good can sometimes be wrong for us. All right. I'm going to get in trouble for that one. Christians don't like that one at all. Are you evangelical? I guess some would say so. Some would say nope. Uh, I guess it's really from people's perspective on that. I guess some days I'm I'm there and some days I'm not. Let's see. What else we got? What is your favorite genre of music? My favorite genre is whatever sounds good. Um, I like heavy metal and hard rock. I like uh, some pop music from the 80s and the early 90s. I feel like music nowadays is more about imagery and not about actually sounding (laughs) good. It's become formulated and um, too... uh, Bubblegum nonsense. Some of my favorite bands were like Europe and Scorpions, Metallica, the old Metallica, not this new garbage, and uh, old Megadeth. And I also can turn around and listen to Lionel Richie or Cutting Crew or Aha and things like that. I love the band Journey. That's my wife's favorite band, by the way. Depends. I also like country music. I like Kenny Rogers' Lady, Reba McIntyre, Garth Brooks, Travis Tritt, all that. If it's good, I'll listen to it. I gotta be honest with you, I don't like, like, world music and, like, cultural type of music where you, like, hear Toms and boom, 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 boom. I also, um, due to playing Fallout a lot, I started getting interested in the 1940-1950 music. I didn't really care for it before, but after hearing some of the songs, I like it. I like this one song that's really, really old, where it goes, Mr. Lonely, Mr. Lonely, nobody loves me. I'm on my own, Mr. Lonely. I uh, I like those those old songs. They had a lot of feeling to them. What's your favorite band? Musician. Well, I kind of answered that question already. Um, one band I always go back to when I'm feeling rough, when I'm feeling down. There's a positive band out there. I really love their music. It's the band Europe. Listen to the Final Countdown. Or the entire album, actually. The album's actually entitled The Final Countdown. I also love Nightwish. But I like the original singer of Nightwish the most. Check out a song called I Wish I Had an Angel. And also Nemo. All right. What's my favorite song? I'll tell you what, like I said, when I'm feeling rough, I mean, whether you're getting ready to get into a fight, or you're just depressed, or you're sad, you turn on the final countdown, it's like, na-na-na, na-na-na, nah, 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 nah. it's one of the reasons I used it for the theme of a lot of the intros for my videos, it always like gets me pumped up, I remember a couple of atheists say, why do you play that really, really exciting music when When you get to the point where you're talking, it's weird because it sounds like your videos are going to be like explosive and crazy. But it just turns out there's some guy just doing some talking because the song motivates me. It inspires me. Now, just because I'm not, you know, up jogging and doing all these cuts and edits to my video doesn't mean that the song isn't getting me rocked. I'm listening to the intro right before I start talking. So it gets me pumped up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. The final countdown. All right. What is your definition of faith? Ah, goodness. Well, this, uh, To me, I believe that everybody out there, including atheists, have faith. Atheists believe that the universe is going to react the way they want it to. So do Christians. When you go to bed at night, you go to bed without fear because you are convinced that somehow the day is going to come that nothing's going to happen to you. Every single time you get on the road, you have to believe in yourself and believe in your ability to drive. When scientists are creating something, they don't know if something's going to work right off the bat. When the person was inventing Charles Babbage was creating the computer, he didn't know for sure that if he connected this and that, if it was going to work out the way he assumed. Every person, every inventor, every scientist, anybody that's ever done something great has had some form of hope. You have to believe that there's more than just what's happening in the moment. You have to have faith that tomorrow will be a better day or or great things are possible. If you don't, then why would you have the motivation? That's one of the reasons why I believe that most of the scientists throughout time have always been men and women and children of faith. And yeah, there's been young kids out there who were geniuses, who figured out extraordinary things. You don't have to be some 60-year-old man, you know, sitting in a lab all day to come up with something great or wonderful or invent something neat. There's young people every day that create apps and create things like this, and it's all because... They believe in themselves, and they also believe and have faith in other people that folks will be interested in it, but they can't possibly 100% know that. You see what I mean? Every single day, we all experience faith and hope. And I believe that true faith, true faith, because I believe there is a false hope, but I also believe that a true faith is something that you believe in expecting a conclusion at the end of it. it. It's not just something that's unseen or empty, but it's something that you're convinced has a conclusion at the end of it. And usually that conclusion is based upon experiences that you had throughout your life. That to me is what faith is. I understand the definition of faith. And if people want to go with with that watered down bullshit, they can. But any Christian with their salt Any person of faith, for that matter, knows that there's something powerful about hope. Hope and making the effort to make something a reality. Mm. On what basis do you believe God will judge you? Well, there's the Bible, there's also all the other Abrahamic faiths, the Torah, as well as the Quran and Islam. Every single holy book out there, including some ancient pagan literature, tells you that there's either a god or many gods who are going to judge you. And of course, there's many different brands and concepts of heaven and hell. So this is where we get the idea of this. Um, I suspect, though, that judgment won't be anything like what some Christians think, where they figure, oh, I believe in God, I accept Jesus Christ, I get up to Judgment Day, and all is good. No, I don't think it's that easy. I uh, I think that some people, um, Christian as well as people of other faiths and believers are going to stand before God, and I think that a lot of them are going to be humbled And they're going to be falling to their knees in tears, um, realizing that they're standing in front of something holy and powerful um, that knows every single thing about them. It's pretty scary when you think about it, that something loves you and cares about you, but it also knows your deepest, darkest secrets. It knows the terrible, horrible things that you've thought about and also what you did. If you really think about that, that's horrifying. But it's also kind of beautiful at the same time, because as I've always said, in order to know that someone truly loves you, it's when they know everything about you, yet they still want to be with you. That's true love. George Carlin once said, you'll know that the person that you're with loves you, If you could find yourself in moments in life where one of you's taking a shit and the other one's brushing her teeth just three feet away from the other one, that's when you know you're loved. All right. Let's continue our... I'm terrible. Do you believe you are definitely going to heaven? No. I believe there's a very good possibility that I could be annihilated... I could be destroyed. I am not vain. I do not have this vanity. I am not uh, completely convinced eternal security is a thing. Um, It's all based, they say, well, it's based upon the grace of God. Well, sometimes God ain't happy with us, all right? Sometimes we're just rotten enough to piss God off, okay, folks? I'm sorry, but that's the case. Now, again... If any Christians want to come in and correct me and, you know, tell me how it really is because you know so much, I'm all ears. I'll be doing a show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm all ears. Be lucky if I get to heaven. For sure. I don't deserve it. What is your favorite food? Mmm. Favorite food. I like Chinese food a lot. Um, what is it though? Oh, I really like these chocolate donuts that have like pudding in the middle of them. Yummy. I like Suzy Q's too. I like uh Kentucky fried chicken. Now that I'm able to take allergy pills and they have histamine in them, I'm able to eat chicken again. So I'm really happy about that. Probably going to die early in life because of it, because I've been being a total sow. What the hell? What's my favorite soda? That's another thing I'm able to do again nowadays. For a couple of years there, I wasn't able to drink soda because I was having an allergic reaction, but allergy pills are helping me. I like Dr. Pepper, I like classic Coke, not the zero shit. I mean, if you're going to make a soda diet, then don't even bother. It ain't even soda anymore, as far as I'm concerned. But I like Coke. I like the way it tastes. Um, It's really hardcore in my tongue and throat. I love it. And also, if you need to clean rust off your fender of your car, it works good for that. (laughs) I like root beer, too. Do you believe marriage is between a man and a woman? Well... I am married, and I uh, am married to one woman. However, biblically, um, God didn't seem to have a huge issue with people marrying a couple different uh, people in the Bible. I do notice with religious people, there's a bit of hypocrisy, though. And I know that some people are going to get pissed about this, but I notice a lot of guys out there, they think it's... um, perfectly fine on a religious level or a natural level to marry several women. But then whenever it's a woman who wants to have several men, oh, hell no. There's, there's double standard there. It's the same with homosexuality, too. Even if you mention two lesbians when dealing with whether a person's religious or atheist, everybody's like, yeah. But if you bring up two guys, it's like, Ew, gross. It's just the way we're wired, I guess. Just the way we're wired, but it's just how some people work. Do you believe that some people are rejected by God? Yep, yep. I believe that uh, some people can actually be hated from the moment they're born. And I know what some people are going to say, well, wh- how's that? Well, I believe there's a scripture about uh, Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. Uh, he was hated from the get-go. According to Psalms five five. it says, God hates all workers of iniquity. We have to understand that God is not like a person, at least whenever he's in his immaterial form, whenever he's in his uh, energy conscious state, I call it. Um, he sees our birth, and he also sees our life and our death. We get the pleasure of being able to experience our existence in linear time, but for God, we're already dead. A lot of people, when they read the Bible, they read these passages where it says, and God loved us even though we were dead in our sins. Well, There's more to that. That's one of those verses that has a lot of layers to it. In God's perspective, you're dead. I'm dead. Everybody's dead. Because God can see the future, and he can also see the past. How does he do this? Because he is an extension of the universe. The universe is a part of him. He's able to see all different layers of time. So, Pretty much, at some point in time, you are going to catch up with God's perspective, and uh, you're probably already at judgment. You just don't know it because your memories and your settings haven't caught up with God's concept of time. Eh, You'll have to look into that if that doesn't make sense to you. I recommend that atheists as well as religious people look into um, a—it's a scientific— concept called the arrow of time. Here we go. It's also mentioned biblically. Do you believe predestination and free will can be true at the same time? I'm what you refer to. This is another thing I should probably put in the description of my video. I probably will. Uh, so people can understand some of my other theological views. I'm what you refer to as a compatibilist. I believe that predestination is uh, 100%, and I also believe that free will is um, given to us 100% within our parameters as human beings. Being that we're human, we're limited by our lack of faith and we're also limited basically uh we've we found ourselves kind of confined by the laws of the universe that god created so there's that now you're probably going to wonder yourself how is this possible what do you mean by a compatibilist how can you do free will and predestination at the same time some christians are not able to wrap their head around this they're either all free will or or they believe in predestination. The problem is the Bible tells us we have choices, but it also uses the very word predestination. And being that God's time is different than our own, it's as if we've already lived our life. Here's how it works. Now, you asked me earlier in some of your questions, what are some of your favorite games? And I mentioned The Sims. If you were to start up The Sims right now, it doesn't matter if it's one through four, in the settings, you can actually set the characters that you create and construct, your your avatars, you can set them to free will where they can live in their home and do whatever they want to do and go to work, eat shit, and do what it is that sentient creatures do. They, can, they have the appearance of responding and feeling pain. They can even die. They can reproduce. They can create babies in the game. It's a simulation. However, you don't, you could put them on free will and take your hands off the mouse and be fully aware of every action they're doing because every time they get ready to do something, over on the left side of the UI, the panel, you can see their thoughts. It actually shows these little pop-ups that show that, oh, it's hungry, it wants to go eat. Oh, it needs to use the toilet, so you see a symbol of the toilet. Oh, it wants to date somebody, or it wants to kiss something. It wants love in its life. It'll show a big old heart. It's simplified, but it shows you that under the right conditions, something can know everything about you and what you're going to do yet you still have the ability to move around and be able to respond with objects and interact with your environment without someone controlling you. See, one of the problems with Calvinists that they run into is they think that God is treating you like a puppeteer that he's using a marionette to control your movements, like a, a person who's playing a video game controlling the mounts. But there's a difference between knowing things and actually making something happen. Uh, Parents, when they have a child, they know that there's a possibility that down the line the child's going to find love, maybe have their heart broken. They know that they might have a child that'll do bad things, make mistakes, and a child that'll end up doing good things. We know all these things before it even happens, before the baby even sees the light of day. But it doesn't mean that the parents are making the child do any of these things. They just simply have the foreknowledge of what is about to happen. I can get more into that kind of stuff if you want to uh, later, if you like. You get the idea, though. I hope. (laughs) Are you a left-wing Democrat or a right-wing Republican? Well, I always find it funny when people say left wing, right wing, same damn bird, isn't it? Same bird that shits on everybody's head after the day's over with. So to me, I don't see a real difference between Republicans and Democrats. They both talk and say a lot of stuff, but they don't usually accomplish a damn thing of what they're doing. Um, They seem petty, they're childish, and they've gotten us into too many wars, these politicians. I used to be uh, politically interested in what's happening with the world, but after being lied to so many times, um, I know a lot of young people nowadays, they got these fresh minds and thoughts, and they actually believe that they somehow have some kind of power, that their vote means something. But I've seen rigged elections before. I've seen where um, the government plays people out, hurts people. I've seen where the government is run like a dictatorship. So I don't have any faith in our political system anymore. I share a lot of, uh, as far as I could listen to a conservative and they'll say a lot of nice things. And I'd agree that that would be a really cool idea. I can listen to a liberal and go, oh yeah, some of those ideas are pretty cool too. But I also know that none of these people really give a shit. They're just selling me on a bunch of false promises that they never plan on keeping. They just want the ability to be given power. But none of them are actually going to do what the hell they say they're going to do. Did you vote in the 2020 election? I voted for Trump. Um... I believed in Trump for a while there, but Trump made a lot of mistakes towards the end that ended up screwing him up. One of the big mistakes he made was he didn't take Internet censorship seriously. He allowed uh, Twitter and a lot of these big social media sites and Facebook, YouTube, and all these clowns uh, to just totally manipulate and abuse the system and do horrible things to people's constitutional rights. And uh, a lot of people um, thought that that was stupid of him because the internet was his big, his big cheese. That was where a lot of his love and support was coming from. He let a lot of people down in social media. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people were hurt. A lot of people were injured and he just didn't simply come through on that and that was very important to people and now we're stuck with cancel culture and the woke system and all this crap which i believe came into existence out of people's fear uh and uh insecurities okay let's continue oh we're getting up there Oh, I also voted for Obama, too. I believe that uh, him and Trump were, I believe that Obama and Trump were going to do something different. I like the fact that they didn't seem like the usual, typical old guard politician. I believe that Trump was a businessman. He had had some successes with the way he was doing things. And I believe that our country's gotten so big that it would probably be best to put a a businessman in charge of it because he would be able to help out the economy he knew how to work the math and work things and he was successful at a lot of that but unfortunately now that the democrats have power again they uh they pretty much they're going to use if a conservative does come along and does a bunch of good work Sooner or later, the Democrat's going to get an office and tear it all apart and use it for stupid-ass stuff that isn't even necessary. But, uh, yeah, Obama wasn't a conservative, but I liked a lot of his ideas. But him and Trump failed me, so that's one of the reasons why I'm so antagonistic about politics now. He believed President Donald Trump was anointed by God to make America great again. I think that uh, God appoints people. I think that He puts some people in power to be able to do something. And He and people come into this world. I don't think Jesus Christ is the only person that God put on the earth to make massive changes. He's the most popular. But I think that people like Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Abraham Lincoln, um, people, do you notice whenever the world is having a really hard time or something really bad's happening, people start losing hope? I think that God puts people into the world at appointed times that are meant to change the status quo. And I think that it's very possible that God could have used Trump for some things, or to open our eyes about some of the lies that are being told, but I don't know. I don't know. It would be foolish of me to, uh, pretend as though, like some of these religious people out here, as well as non-believers, to, uh, be convinced that he was anything more than just a guy who was, uh, just had a really lucky upbringing and opportunities i don't know i don't know do you believe illegal immigrants should be allowed to vote (laughs) oh man oh this is got to be careful with the way things are worded on this kind of stuff I believed for quite a while that we needed to protect our borders. And one of the reasons why is because of problems that we've had with like COVID. I was concerned that if people came into our country that hadn't been properly vaccinated and dealt with, that it could uh, potentially cause sicknesses not only to the people coming in, but also to some of the residents of the country. I also believe that Um, The court systems are so broken and messed up that they don't do no good for anyone trying to come in, Um, nor is it very good for a lot of Americans who find themselves in a lot of trouble, especially the black community. The court systems seem to fail uh, blacks on many different levels, as well as poor people, people, uh, white poor people who go to court can't get proper representation, they end up getting burned. As far as illegal immigrants go, I completely understand why um, some people out there would want to get over here. Could they be able to vote, though? It's kind of tough, because there's there's an intellectual way to look at this. Some of these folks, they don't know anything about what's happening with our system. They don't know who's doing what. And politicians have been known to make promises like they'll say to the immigrants we'll put a bunch of money in the programs that help you if you vote for us right so they use these people but they also manipulate americans too the only difference between the immigrant and the american is the american's been around long enough to realize at least most of us that we're getting played is where the immigrants thinking oh wow i can get free this i can get free that yada 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 and then they get played. Should they be able to vote? I think that they should be educated on what our political system's like before they're able to have that kind of authority. But nowadays, to be honest with you, that's how I used to feel. Now it's like it doesn't really matter because the government, I don't think that our votes even mean a shit anymore. I think that the government is going to rig things and... Make anybody they want the leader whenever they feel like it. They're just doing the whole ritual of trying to absorb as much money out of corporations and lobbyists and everything they can to get what they want. And uh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, let's face it. Even if you let immigrants vote, what do they get out of it? They ain't going to get nothing. They're not going to get squat. They're going to get just as much as Americans do. A lot of promises... But mostly bullshit. All right, I'm not an anarchist, folks. I just don't trust our our modern day system. It's broke, and no one's interested in fixing it. We've become complacent. Do you believe murderers should be allowed to vote? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> oh man it doesn't really matter though does it doesn't matter if they get to vote because murderers ain't going to get anything good either they might get promised that they'll get less time if they get released but i don't know it it doesn't really even matter anymore back then i would have told you hell no um whether you're an immigrant or a murderer or or whatever the case is and stuff, uh, but now I don't believe that votes have any power, so what the hell does it matter? Uh, I mean, if you hand any kind of voting pamphlets to a murderer or, or a criminal in prison, they're most likely not going to give a rat's ass about what's going on. They're just going to wipe their ass with whatever paperwork you give them. So doesn't matter either way you believe pedophiles should be allowed to vote? Again, the pedophiles ain't going to get nothing either out of it. I personally think that pedophiles need to be institutionalized and uh, jailed themselves. Um, I don't really think that they should be rewarded with anything, but being able to vote isn't a reward anymore. It's just bullshit that give you the illusion that you have some kind of power in your country. Oh, boy. Are you pro-life or pro-choice? I believe that if you are... um, If you get an abortion, you're killing a life form. That's what abortion is. It's the termination of a life form. If you're a human, then you've killed a human life form, a human baby. A fetus is defined as a baby. Now... Some people would say, "Well, do you believe that these women should get criminal charges?" I don't know. I wouldn't want to be the guy or the woman who is uh, you know throwing out criminal charges for it. But uh, I think that uh, I think that there's definitely some conditions, but they're very rare, where something like this should happen. And it's where a mother's life is in danger or she's going to lose the baby anyway, that she's got to have some kind of surgery done in order to protect herself. But, um, only if the baby's going to die anyway, or the woman, I remember there being, um, these two people that were married a while back It was in the news a couple of years ago, a woman, she, uh, was told that she could most likely die if she gave birth to a baby. But she knew her husband wanted the baby. Her husband didn't want her to die, but she had made it absolutely clear that that's what she wanted. She wanted to bring a baby into the world. And she did. And she died. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. I remember that was a really hardcore uh, story. But yeah, it's, to me, it's killing. It's killing of life. But I'm not going to be one of these idiots that run out to an abortion clinic and yell at uh, young girls who are scared or who've been uh, used by some guy who has no interest in taking care of the baby or them. It's tough raising children. I understand that. I fully get that. But it's not enough reason to be able to kill a child because your life will be inconvenient. Let's see. Do you believe we have a right to own guns? I do. I do. And one of the big reasons why I believe that is for the same reason why I have problems with the political system. There's been too many times in the past where kingdoms and governments, they turned on their people. Almost every single country... uh, that was ran by an atheist dictator, they always, like Adolf Hitler, he said he wanted the country to get rid of their guns, take away guns from citizens. Stalin, he wanted that. Pol Pot. A lot of the atheist dictators out there, they said they wanted a country without guns. And then when they got rid of the guns, these countries ended up turning on their own people And the next thing we know, we had tens of millions of people that were dead because the country knew that the citizens could no longer protect themselves against their own tyranny, which, by the way, was the original reason why humans, uh, especially in America, were given the right to carry them. Do I like guns? Do I own a gun? My brother bought me a BB gun a long time ago, and I held it up on video, and everybody thought that I was, like, going Rambo or something like that, I was just being cute, but people didn't get the sense of humor of it. It It's just a fucking BB gun, but, (laughs) yeah. I don't really, um, I joke sometimes when people say, hey, Brett, do you, uh, you own a gun or something, I usually will joke and say something to the effect of, no, no, I like it up close and personal. I prefer, you know, a hacksaw or machete. That way I can see in their eye the fear and all that. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm not really into, I don't enjoy uh, violence. I don't like the idea that there's been so many accidental gun deaths. I don't like the idea of, Uh, An adult waking up in the middle of the night thinking their house is being robbed. And they end up shooting their own kid that's getting food out of the refrigerator. There's so many bad incidences. But at the same time, it could be far worse if you let the government go unchecked. So that's where I'm at. I don't own a gun, though, personally. Do you believe in a government takeover of health care? I don't think the government gives a damn about health. I, myself, I don't have health insurance. I got a lot of serious health issues, and I can't get the proper things I need. My brother and my wife, they're diabetics, and they struggle all the time in order to be able to get insulin and the, the medication they need. And these health care systems keep rising the prices on everything. It's uh, it's one of the reasons why me and my family went into the hole financially, uh, trying to take care of our daughter and being able to get help with the hospitals, and the fact that we've got no family support or structure or anything like that. I wouldn't uh, trade a day in uh, for my beautiful wife and daughter, obviously, but uh, we have been financially and soul drained by this damn government political system and healthcare system. So is a lot of other people. Do you believe in legal drug use for children? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, You know what's sad about it? Is I'll tell you right here that I don't think that kids should be introduced to drugs and all that whatsoever. I'm against drugs. But I understand that God gives us free will. And people can do what they want to with their own bodies. But as far as children go... No, I don't think that we uh, should do it. But unfortunately, kids are getting a hold of these drugs anyway. But what's really sad is you mentioned earlier healthcare system. I believe the healthcare has done a disservice towards children. A lot of people nowadays they don't like it whenever their kids have too much energy, so they go right to the healthcare system, right to the doctors, and get their their kids on lithium and Ritalin and. All this bullshit that turns them into a frauding zombie and then they wonder why it is their kids so damn stupid or sleeping in class or whatever. It's horrible. I think that the the medical and the health system abuses children in order to control them and turn them into sheep. here I am. I'm, I, I thought it would be interesting to point out that I'm against legal drugs, but sometimes the prescriptions that they give children and adults are far more worse. I personally think that it was because of doctors and some of the hardcore drugs they gave my mother while she went over to fucking edge. What is the most controversial political position that you take? Well, back then, people thought that I was uh, hateful as could be because I supported Trump. And then when I supported Obama, I got a lot of shit for that. Um, so nowadays, I don't support anybody. I don't even hardly watch the damn news anymore. I don't like watching the these journalists on TV or whatever because they are always talking apocalyptic, like the end of the world's coming. From time to time, though, I'll get some kind of recommendation or something shows up on Facebook or, excuse me, in the email, and I'll read it. That's where I'm at nowadays. I I don't really hold no political position anymore. My only position at this point is just trying to survive in the shitty world and the curveballs this world throws at me. What is the most controversial religious position that you take? Probably every single one of the ones that are described in my description, as well as what I just mentioned that I need to put in my description is compatibilism, Maltheism, deism, and the other stuff that uh, I've got out there. Pantheism, for some reason, bothers some religious people. I don't know why the Bible teaches a great deal of pantheism in it. I think that pantheism describes really well why God is able to control the uh, (laughs) evolution. Yeah. Do you accept creationism, or do you believe in evolution? I don't see any observable evidence for evolution. Uh, Creationism, of course you'd have to believe in creationism. If you believe in a God, you have to believe that God created the universe you have to believe that God created the systems in place to uh, for life to work, everything from gravity to the natural laws to everything that exists in order for us to live here. And he also created the world in such a way that we have a symbiotic relationship with our environment as well as resources and all that. However, I will say this, even though I don't believe in evolution— if evolution had any truth to it, at least on a macro level, um, Charles Darwin believed in God. There's a lot of Christians out there that believe that God started evolution, but I can clearly see that in order for evolution to be true, that'll go completely against those out there who believe in young earth creationism, and it also takes the entire beginning of the Bible and messes it up. Because the Bible says that God created us as human templates and he gave us everything he set us up from the get-go is where evolution claims that we magically uh grew morals and pain receptors and a spine and you know our cerebral cortex all these different things we just somehow it just happened we from a speck so yeah To me, it's just nonsense. Uh, You'll notice when debating people of evolution, the only evidence they have is cartoons, Mickey Mouse shit, illustrations, CGI crap, you know, that you see on these uh, National Geographic uh, or history channels. It's always cartoons, animations, and crap, because according to them, the catch is it takes billions of years for something to you know, turn from a squirrel to a fucking cat. So it's it's stupid and it's nonsense. Oh, my sinuses are really acting up. How old do you believe the Earth is? Well, according to science, it's 4.5 billion years old. I'm what you consider an old Earth creationist, but I don't know if the Earth is billions of years old. It could be older than that, as far as I know um, is it 10,000 years old? Uh, I don't think so. I could buy that it's a lot younger than billions of years old, but not 10,000 years old. That's just too much. And the only argument I've heard from young earth creationists is that if you add up all these things in the Bible, but the problem is that there, there are still books of the Bible that are being translated. There's also books that have been removed out of the Old Testament as well as new. There are still books that are still being interpreted right now and still written in a language that we can understand. There are old books out there that are written in old ancient dead languages that are still trying to process. So, to just go to the genealogy in the beginning of the Bible and start adding people up, it just uh, it just doesn't work out. It just it, it, To me, it doesn't add up. The fact that um, a lot of these people lived to like 800 years old or more, if you were to add all that up, it's going to go way over 10,000 years old. Number two, Adam and Eve, before death was introduced into the world, it says that they were without death. This has to mean, logically, that they were immortal, that they were physically some other form, maybe energy. They didn't just, they didn't age Nothing was affecting them at that time until they disobeyed God, and then God gave them their biological, physical form where they could experience suffering and death and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. If you want to talk more about that later, that's fine, too. Also, if God had not made mankind mortal, we wouldn't have been able to reproduce, and the reason why that is, is for the same reason why, in, according to vampire lore or Highlander, is if you've got a body that doesn't generate new cells, if you have a fetus inside of you, it won't be able to grow inside you because your body doesn't age. Therefore, you could not bear fruit and multiply. So it's not just a curse in the book of Genesis, it's also a blessing to give us the ability to create life. But. With life also comes responsibility as well as consequences. You believe the earth is flat around? Uh, personally, I think it's pizza shaped. <laughs> you believe dinosaurs existed? I believe that there were giant creatures back then that existed. And we just gave them a cool-ass word. We called them dinosaurs. And we also put a time frame on them because we found some fragments here and there and decided to distribute and construct imaginary creatures around the, some of the bones out there. Um, I believe that dinosaurs, even though I don't, I'm not convinced that the Earth is 10,000 years old, I believe that mankind walked around with huge beast-like creatures. Biblically, historically, and we can also see in certain layers of the earth where these creatures uh, existed alongside man. Also, cave dwellings, cave drawings, statues, sculptures uh, made of mankind being with dinosaurs and representations of dinosaurs. That, if you think about it, how can a man know what a dinosaur looks like to sculpt it unless he's seen one for himself? Digging up some bones, you're not going to just be able to uh, come up with a representation of something as unusual as a stegosaurus or a triceratops. I got a lot of views on that, ladies and gentlemen. Why do you think it's inevitable the fate of the human race? Because humans are stupid. We continuously repeat ourselves, repeat history. We never learn from our mistakes, and if it does seem like we learned at the moment through a tragedy, we become complacent. We've tried to make everything so convenient and comfortable for ourselves, gotten to the point where we're in an age where people rather look at their computer all day than go out and experience the world and the beauty in it. We just, we destroy, we kill. Sometimes we think that evil is the easier way when it leads to a dead end. It's the way humans are. it's our nature. It's so much easier to hurt people than it is to do good for someone. Is Kent Hovind as nice and private as he seems in public? When I've talked to him on the phone, he seems nice? Seems like a nice guy, but I've talked to plenty of people in the world where they seem nice, atheists as well as religious, but they would cut your throat just as quick as look at you. Some people, they, uh, they say that psychopaths and sociopaths are able to um, mimic the gestures of normal people, but they have no morality whatsoever and no mechanism in their brain to understand love or emotions. Same with some people with symptoms of autism. They are unable to experience love and emotions the way others do. I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of non-believers out there are so cruel and hateful because they don't realize the impact that they're causing on some people. As far as my perspective goes, he's nice. He's been very nice to me. But I don't know. I don't know if any of these people out here, any Christian I've ever talked to on the internet that I've never met, or atheist, I don't know who the hell these people are in their real life. All I know is a lot of them are fake on the damn screen, and they uh, they amplify themselves. Who knows? What are your greatest strengths and your greatest weaknesses? Some of my strengths do feel like weaknesses. That's the problem. Like I have this really good ability of being able to see through people. But one of the problems is is I have a lot of compassion and a lot of love. And I try to see the light in everybody. And sometimes I allow myself to be manipulated and hurt by people because... I delude myself into believing that they're better than what they actually are. I notice the older I get, the more I accept that humanity is garbage and that they're willing to uh, premeditate evil upon each other. The more I accept and I acknowledge this fact about humanity, the less I get damaged or hurt. I need to quit deluding myself and giving people opportunity over and over and over again to hurt me. It seems like 90% of the time, even though I know that somebody's full of shit or my spidey senses are tingling, I allow people to, I give them the rope and uh, they drag it off for a mile and then sooner or later make their own noose and hang themselves with it. It's sad too. Because you know that when someone's trying to hurt you, they're inevitably going to hurt themselves. And you just, what do you do about that? Mm. Almost done. What do you love and hate most about yourself? Mm. What do I love about myself? I love that I'm unique. I I love the idea that I'm open-minded. I love the fact that I have such a willingness to listen to people and learn new things. I love the fact that I've never put a god in a box. I've never tried to put people in a box. But I also hate the consequences of, as I said earlier, of giving people a lot of rope. Not only does it bother me when people try to hurt me, I know that in the end they're going to hurt themselves, but I hate sitting by and watching someone that I'm trying to save from drowning then grab me and try to pull me down with them. I don't want to see them drown, even though they'd love to drown me every second of the day, but I don't know how to how to make sense of it sometimes. What do I hate about myself? I used to have like uh, some major regrets about the way I did things in the past. I regret the fact that I I hate the fact that I didn't have the tools to be able to save some of my friends. I hate the fact that I um, allowed myself to be manipulated by some people. When I knew better. That's always the worst, when you know someone's trying to play you out, but you still, for some reason, you put some kind of hope in them. You know, the Bible teaches us never to put our faith in the flesh. Don't put your faith in other people. Only God is going to come through on things. Yeah. love hate. I don't know. What can I say about that? I love what my tongue feels like when it's got ice cream on it, I guess. (laughs) And I hate whenever something's too hot and it burns my tongue, I guess. Those are extreme words. What would you say is unique about you? Well, I just kind of mentioned all that, didn't I? I like the fact that I'm different than folks. Um, It's kind of a blessing and a curse. When you're unique, people don't like to be around you. Uh, Some people look up to you. Some people, you know, you you end up being the starter or revolutionary or starting new trends and ideas. But at the same time, some people feel comfortable with being around jackasses that are a lot like themselves. That way they don't feel out of place. But me, I've always, uh, I've always strived to be different and better. I didn't want to be just another shit pile in the puddle. What is an important fact you feel people should know about you? Well, I. Pretty much share damn near everything on the internet, social media. Remember, I use the internet not only for a chat room, but I use it for free therapy. To me, it doesn't matter if I get like one view or not seen at all. Um, It really helps me mentally and on a psychological level to be able to just record myself and get my feelings out. I feel like I'm literally taking bricks off of my back and putting them elsewhere whenever I throw something out there into the world. If people watch, then that's nice, that's cool. But I make my videos for me. And if it helps somebody, that's cool, that's great, that's wonderful. But it's uh, it's for my ability to express myself. Perhaps one day I'll win the lotto and I'll be able to uh, buy proper therapy. Who is the most supportive person in your life? My wife and kids. Social media Christians and atheists aren't worth a shit whenever it comes to being supportive. They'll say, uh, oh, I hope you're having a nice day today. And then you don't see them for a couple weeks or until the next video. You know, that's where I'm at on that. That's going to disappoint some people. People can be like, oh, Brad, I love you. Yeah, sure you do. How many of you are gonna be at my fucking funeral whenever I die, atheists and religious people alike? Probably won't even know that I'm dead for fucking months. Let's see what we see. Um if you could have the answer to any single question in the entire universe, what would it be? Uh What kind of answer? Hmm. Any single question, the entire universe, what would it be? Well, I guess it would be the one I talked about in my uh, videos today, earlier today. Is God going to let those people that I love spend eternity with me, or is he going to destroy their souls and will I have to go along with them because I can't live without those I love I guess that's the big question for me and that's a question between me and God according to the Bible God is not a respecter of no one he's going to do what he wants to do if you could choose to have one superpower what would it be hmm you would have asked me a long time ago, I probably would have told you immortality. But after being on the planet for 45 years, death seems kind of like a blessing. I've I've put a lot of thought into that. No more pain, no more suffering, no more bullshit from people and politicians. Yeah. I don't know. If I, I suppose for me, if I had to have a superpower, I don't really require anything great for myself. But I would like the ability, I suppose, like um, healing. Be able to heal people that are sick and suffering. I would love to be able to just walk right into a children's hospital, because I've been in quite a few of them. Whenever my daughter was a baby and she was suffering... To go in and help those little babies that are crying, screaming, go on to a cancer unit and just start healing all these mothers and children who are dying. Yeah, that's that's what I'd want to do. I'd put a lot of doctors out of business though, but so what? What would you do if you had a million dollars? Pay my bills. <laughs> I'm a simple man. As long as I have some video games, some television. Um, as long as I've got a reliable car. I don't give a shit if it's a or on wheels. As long as it gets me where I'm going. I don't really. There's not a whole lot of things I want. I just want my family to have proper health care. To not want for food. Not have to worry if we're going to be able to buy gas or get food and all that. There's too many times where that's been the case. Just to be able to live comfortably without having to worry about if, you know, you're going to... Everything's going to fucking fall apart. That's what i do with a million bucks. I wouldn't go on some bullshit shopping spree. I'm not into jewelry. I don't need super fancy clothes. I wear black t-shirts, jeans, and sometimes sweatpants, so I'm not really stylish. I don't, I'm not a fashion statement, so, and I'm very picky about what type of game I'll buy for myself, so it's not somebody who's really spendy type. All right. If you were in death row, what would you choose to be your last meal? Uh, probably a uh, a porterhouse steak from either the Golden Corral or um, uh, Ponderosa. Yep. If you saw a troll a trolley was about to kill five people on a track. And you could pull a lever to switch a track so it only killed one person Would you pull the lever. Depends on who the five people are. If the five people are pedophiles, then I'll fucking drive the trolley myself right over their damn ass. So, it really depends. Now, if you want to make the hypothetical five innocent people versus one innocent people, then, well emotionally it's going to be disturbing it'll be traumatizing might even get ptsd from this but i'm going to take out the innocent person the one over the five so that's how that goes that's if they're all innocent if they're criminals though then it's gonna be like well nice knowing you Foolker. let's see what we got almost done Would you rather fight one duck-sized horse or hundred horse-sized ducks? What the fuck? Would you <laughs> What in the hell kind of question is this? Would you rather fight one duck-sized horse or a hundred horse-sized ducks? What the hell do I want to fight a duck or a horse for in the first place? Come on, man! all right i don't know what the fuck that last question was but okay all right go subscribe to this guy i'll put the link in the comments you can ask me as many questions as you want i don't know where the hell that one came from that was like out there like fucking pluto we hope that you've been enjoying god tv radio hosted by brett Keane. when you get an opportunity check out our public radio station Check out our books, music, and art. You can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us. If you don't want a t-shirt, you don't want books, you don't want music, well, you could always do a one-time donation through PayPal. Any support is appreciated. God bless.